This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out. What's up, America? So, this is going to be an easy show. We're talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking about James Harden trade. That's it. That's all we're talking about. And to start off the show, let's prove me wrong. I proved y'all once again that y'all be wrong. Everybody that said the Bengals have a chance. Everybody that said the Bengals was going to win. I had somebody here last week. Jimmy, what did you say? The Bengals is going to win. Kick rocks. They ain't going to win. Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup. Super Bowl MVP. Odell in the first half. Aaron Donald. Vaughn Miller. The Los Angeles Rams are your Super Bowl champions. What did I say? You know, early in the season. The Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. And they did that. They did that against the Bengals before then. It was against the 49ers, who they lost six straight to. Then before that, they beat the Super Bowl champs, the reigning Super Bowl champs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then before that, they beat the breaks off the Arizona Cardinals. I told you, when Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams got together. It was a match made in heaven. Good night, Irene, for the entire league. And it was coronated on Sunday night. The Los Angeles Rams are your Super Bowl champions. Deservingly so. Face adversity left and right throughout the entire season, whether it was injuries, whether it was not being able to click on all cylinders. But once the postseason came, they got it all figured out. And they are your Super Bowl champions. Now, I want to talk about the Rams for a little bit, and then I will get to the Cincinnati Bengals. The reason why they won was because Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller, and that ferocious defense. That defense played well last night. They left no doubt. I told y'all that offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals is trash. They're poo. And what did Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, and the crew do to them? Seven sacks. Beating them like a drum. Beating them so bad that they wanted to take cheap shots. Now, the game turned when Aaron Donald woke up. And when he woke up was when he got a sack on Joe Burrow, hit him out of bounds, legally hit him out of bounds. 
and the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals got mad and started hitting uh, AD. And AD said, okay, watch. One thing I learned, shout out to my cousin, Mo. He taught me this. We was playing ball, just a quick little story. We was playing ball and I was up big. And when I was up big, I started talking trash. When he got the ball, he said, don't poke the bear ever again. And I lost that game. Didn't even score a point after that. So what I'm telling y'all, the Cincinnati Bengals, y'all poked the bear. Y'all poked AD. And from that point on in the game, that second half, Aaron Donald was the best player on the field, offense, defense, special teams. It did not matter. Vaughn Miller showed y'all why he's the Super Bowl 50 MVP. He showed y'all what he can do in moments like this. Leonard Floyd showed y'all why he's getting paid the money he getting paid. And people want to talk about Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey played an okay game, not to his standards, but that was a face mask by T. Higgins. That was a flat-out face mask that they did not call, and that was on Jalen Ramsey, but Jalen Ramsey literally got his face mask turned around. And that was the only reason why the Bengals was in, still in that game, because the offensive line and the defensive line of the Los Angeles Rams won that game. The offensive line, pass protecting-wise, and the defensive line getting to Joe Burrow. This game, people want to talk about, it was about Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, who won Super Bowl MVP. To me, I thought about it, I slept on it, and I thought that Cooper Cup played a great game. I'm not really mad at him winning Super Bowl MVP because he did make critical plays. He did make the fourth and one on the jet sweep. He also made the fade route, go ahead, touchdown to get it 23 to 20. But the Super Bowl MVP was Aaron Donald. This game was the coronation of the top five defensive player of all time, Aaron Donald. You can have your LT, your Ronnie Lott, your Ray Lewis. You can have Reggie White. But Aaron Donald is in that conversation. And I thought he was your Super Bowl MVP. You can go back and check the tape. Three offensive linemen on him time and time and time again. And guess what Raheem Morris did? Great defensive call. The DC for the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. He said, I'm going to start bringing a linebacker against that center so Aaron Donald could get freed up. And Aaron Donald took advantage. Two sacks. That last play against Joe Burrow, that was a sack too. I call that a sack because that was game over. And the play before that, on 31, Samaje P. Ryan is trying to get the first down. And who stops him? Aaron Donald. That's the best player in the world right now, today. Cooper Cup, best receiver in the game today. Yes, and I love me some Devontae Adams. Trust and believe. That's a bad brother. D-Hop is a bad brother. 
Jamal Chase, bad brother. The list goes on and on and on. But when you have a Cooper Cup, that cup be runneth over. That brother is a bad man. And he's the best in the game. Triple crown. Catches. Yards. Touchdown. Coronates that with a Super Bowl MVP. Game winning drive. Super Bowl game winning drive. 15 play drive. He ends it with a fade route touchdown. Cooper covers a bad boy. And Matthew Stafford. I just want to give y'all some stats. I'm not a big stats guy, but I'm going to give y'all these stats. The Rams are the only team in the Super Bowl ever. The Super Bowl has been going on for a century. They have won three games by a field goal. Matthew Stafford, three-game winning drives. Matthew Stafford is the last quarterback since Eli Manning in 2011 to have a game winning, to be down in the fourth quarter, to be down in the fourth quarter in the conference game and the Super Bowl and win both of those games. He was down 10 against the 49ers and he was down in the Super Bowl by four. Matthew Stafford in the fourth quarter of this whole postseason, 14 touchdowns, zero picks. Matthew Stafford is as clutch as they come. And it is a travesty that he had to be subjected to being in Detroit. Organizations can destroy a player. Look what they, look what happened with Odell in Cleveland. Look what happened with Randy Moss in Oakland a couple of years back. Look what happened with Megatron. Look what happened with Barry Sanders. Both players played for Detroit, top of their games. Both retired at the age of 30. Matthew Stafford was almost on that list, and the Rams went and got him and got a Super Bowl. One of the best trades in NFL history. Matthew Stafford going from Detroit to L.A., where he wins a Super Bowl in his first year. Clutch as they come. I would have never been sorry. I would have never been pissed off if Matthew Stafford had gotten Super Bowl MVP. I'm okay with Cooper Cup, but Aaron Donald showed up and showed out. That's all I got to say about the Rams. The Rams did that. They did it. They beat Tom Brady so bad that the man retired. Joe Cool ain't cool anymore after he was getting beaten up in that pocket. And I told y'all, the game is won in the trenches. The Bengals can't block nobody. They're like aluminum foil, baby. They fold up like lawn chairs, and that's what happened. In the first half, it was all cool because they were able to double Aaron Donald. But once the adjustment came, good night. The Rams are your Super Bowl champs. I told y'all. Now, I don't bet. I don't condone betting, but I know it happens a lot. If you've been listening to this show, you would have made a lot of money. I told y'all the Bucks were going to win. You would have made some money on that. I told you Georgia was going to win. They were, you would have made some money on that. 
I told y'all the Rams was going to win in week one. I'm not telling y'all to bet. I don't condone betting, but I know it happens. You might make some money watching me and listening to what I have to say. I think I know a little bit about sports. Now, let's talk about the Bengals. First and foremost, shout out to the Bengals. They shocked the world. Shoot, they shocked the universe. Ain't nobody thought that the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl. Ain't nobody thought that the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl, let alone have a game, a close game like that. The Bengals been passed over more than a black hitchhiker in Utah. The Bengals get passed over by everybody. Nobody thinks that they can do anything. And this season, they shut us all up. They shut me up. I ain't have them even making the playoffs, let alone going to the AFC championship game against Patrick Mahomes coming down 18. No, they're in the Super Bowl up in the fourth quarter. So I got to give them just due. But this notion, this notion that the Bengals and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow was the reason why they got there is just asinine. Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. He's going to be a great one. He might be the odds-on favorite next season to win uh, MVP. But he was not good in these playoffs. You can look at his numbers throughout the entirety of the playoffs. He was not good. He was not great. Now, he's not the reason why they lost. The reason why they lost is because that offensive line was turning the turnstiles more than the subways in New York City. The Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, imposed their will. The Cincinnati Bengals allowed seven sacks on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, in about two games, was sacked 16 times. That's the game against the Rams and the game against the Titans. And I'm not even counting the game in between against the Kansas City Chiefs or the Las Vegas Raiders. Y'all need to fix that. Eli Apple, you look like a rotten apple because Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr. in the first half was cooking you up. They were blending you up, sauteing you up. It didn't matter if it was a green apple, red apple, yellow apple. Eli Apple looked like a rotten apple. He was horrible. He was horrible. The Cincinnati Bengals, they get my respect. Now, do I think they're going to be out here going to Super Bowls left and right? No. But they've gained people's respect, and we'll see what happens with them next season. But for now, in this Super Bowl, it was clear. They couldn't score on the Rams. Now, yes, you look at it, they had 20 points. But they couldn't methodically move the ball down the field against the Rams, period. Their first touchdown, little trickeration, got the halfback pass. I felt like they should have ran the ball more with Joe Nixon. I told y'all everything runs on Joe. And Joe Nixon had 15 
rushing attempts. I felt like he should have had 30 because he had 72 yards on those 15 rushing attempts. The Cincinnati Bengals earn my respect. That defense is the reason why they are in the Super Bowl. Reader, if you don't know who he is, you know him now. He was a beast. Henderson, beast. Hubbard, beast. Jesse Bates, their safety, that's a bad boy. Von Bell ain't bad either. But their corners, they can be had. And Odell Beckham Jr. going out in the second half gave life to the, to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, their other scoring drive was a face mask that wasn't called. The most egregious call that not, the most egregious non-call that I've ever seen in the Super Bowl, let alone in the playoffs. That was horrible. Cincinnati Bengals are a good football team. Cincinnati Bengals get my respect. Next year, we'll see what happens when you're the hunted. Do I think they're going to go back to the Super Bowl next season? Heck no. Lamar Jackson got something to say about that because he was um, in route of winning the AFC North had he not gotten hurt. He was the number, he was the number one team in there. You got... You obviously got the Tennessee Titans still there, the Kansas City Chiefs. The list goes on and on. We don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. But guess what now? Every, you got everyone's attention now. So we'll see. But more importantly, just shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. They fought. They fought hard. They had everything that they wanted. The turnovers, they got. They didn't turn the ball over. And yet, when the rubber meets the road, their offensive line couldn't block the Rams' defensive line. And that was the end of the game. So the, the Cincinnati Bengals, they got a lot of work to do this offseason, got to reshape that offensive line. I really feel like their, their, uh, their DBs and corners is something that they have to look at, especially given that Jesse Bates is up for a contract. But their offense, their offensive skill players, their quarterback, they're obviously their kicker, they're good to go. So it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with the Cincinnati Bengals moving forward. But one more time, the Los Angeles Rams, who I predicted was going to win the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl on Sunday night. Andrew Whitworth. Eric Weddle, who came from retirement just for the postseason and now is a champion. Andrew Whitworth, offensive lineman, the third player in NFL history to be playing in the Super Bowl in their 40s. And he's walking off as a champion. Matthew Stafford coming on, champion. Jalen Ramsey come from the Jacksonville Jaguars, champion. Vaughn Miller coming from the Denver Broncos champion two times over Odell Beckham Jr. who was gonna have a game of the ages until he got hurt and I hope it's really not an ACL tear but he's a champion Robert Woods champion Cooper Cup champion 
the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Shout out to the Los Angeles Rams. Shout out to the Bengals. Thanks for a good game. But I told y'all I was right. And whoever picked the Bengals, y'all was wrong. I'm sorry, fam. Rashad, who was on my show a couple of weeks ago. I know this one hurts. I haven't seen you text me in a while. I hope you good, you know, with the Cincinnati Bengals. They ain't got nothing to hang their hat on. They played a great game, but it was too much to overcome with Aaron Donald and that defense. Hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out? So y'all got my Super Bowl takes. Y'all got my um, my thoughts on what happened in the Super Bowl. Now let's get into the biggest news in the NBA in the last week. James Harden got out his way out of Houston and now has left New York City. He has left Brooklyn. Guess where he's going? He's going, what, about an hour, an hour and a half, going down to Philly, playing with Joel Embiid. This guy, Daryl Morey, orchestrated another trade to go get James Harden. James Harden is now a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. It was a blockbuster trade. Philly gives up Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks going to Brooklyn in exchange for James Harden and Paul Millsap. Now, I have my thoughts on it, but I thought, why not bring somebody that this really, really matters to? Why not bring somebody that is a native in Philadelphia, a guy that's born and bred in Philadelphia, a guy that's watched Allen Iverson take the Philadelphia 76ers to the NBA Finals, has watched this Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons situation from the start to now the end. I wanted to bring my guy Marcus in to talk about this trade and ultimately what's going on in Philadelphia. Thanks for coming on the show, Marcus. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. So you heard the spiel. What is your immediate reaction to this trade? So I guess like leading up to it, right? I was like, don't want him, don't want him, don't want him. Um, I preferred, I really wanted Jalen Brown. Um, I thought um, Boston would, would eventually realize that the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown um, pairing um, doesn't work. And we will be able to get him out of uh, out of Boston. Then I was thinking, I think Bradley Beal will be a perfect fit. Um, and then Dame, those were my top three choices. Um, I say that because of well, uh, Bradley Beal and um, Jalen Brown for their youth, um, and then Dame because I mean Dame is Dame, um, even though him and Harden are the same age. And then my fourth, um, well, not fourth, but I really you know when Tyrese Halliburton. Um, was traded for uh, Sabonis last week. I really like that package um, that I think we could have got Halliburton and Buddy Hill um, for Ben Simmons. But as, you know, Woj and all of the other, Brian Winhurst, Mona Shelburne, all of the um, analysts and reporters were saying that this trade was inevitable. I was just like, all right, what are we giving up to get? Um, to get? I was like, Maxi is not on the table. Thibel shouldn't be on the table. And I thought Seth Curry should be off limits. Um, but when I saw that Seth 
uh, was a part of the trade. I'm like, it made sense. Um, but I think the biggest loss for me was Andre Drummond. I think that he was Joel Embiid's best backup um, right. since. And I think we're going to miss that size. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, also making this trade within the same division. Um, but I'm like, we got a superstar. I hope James Harden can be something of what he, what he used to be. Um, I think the pick and roll is going to be crazy. Um, I hope that uh, that him and Joel work seamlessly, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, I don't, I'm not as skeptical as I once was. I'm, you know what I mean. Little, little to no emotion around it. I'm just like, all right, it happened. Let's see, let's see how it goes. Right, you know, Marcus is the big bro. So me and him was texting back and forth while all of this was circulating, and me and him was on the same page. I was like, hey. If I had to rank them, y'all should try to go get Dame. After that, Beal, Brown, and then James Harden. And we was both agreeing on that. But I, yeah. I, what I can't understand, in my opinion, they gave up a lot for James Harden. Like, they gave up, like, that was a treasure chest of stuff. So, I, in my opinion, just looking at it from a trading perspective, y'all got hosed. Y'all got <laughs> y'all got let astray, run amok, flat out deceived. Y'all got ramrodded. They just came up into the crib and took everything. They went in the kitchen, got all the food. They went into the living room, got all the furniture. They went to the bedroom and got all the furniture in there. You telling me Ben Simmons, because of mental health issues, even though now all of a sudden he can start playing immediately, but we're not going. It's not for that right now. We're talking about the trade. Ben Simmons, you got a knockdown shooting Seth, two first-round picks for a guy that's having a bad season in James Harden, which, you know, he's averaging his 20, 11, and what, seven? Um, I just thought that that was a lot to give up, especially knowing that he wanted to leave. Like, you knew that yeah. James Harden did not want to be there after this season, and James Harden didn't really want to be there right now because of the situation – with the whole Nets, with KD obviously being hurt, but more importantly, Kyrie, you know, being one foot in, one foot out, wanting to bring the, uh, the, the, the people that got the vaccine with the people that don't got the vaccine and bringing them together in harmony and kumbaya. So, you know, I just, if, if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm not Daryl Morey, I'm not giving up all of that for James Harden. Ain't no way. Well, I, I think, I think similar to, so we won't know how complete the trade is. I think the last pick is 2027 draft, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I think it depends on what becomes of those picks where right, we can ultimately right. judge, judge the trade. And then also, if the Sixers get a championship and Brooklyn doesn't, it's worth then it. we can, you know what I mean? It's worth it, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I think similar to the Kings trade, where it's like, oh, they lost Tyrese Halliburton, but again, they had a log jam at that, at that guard position. Guard position had. Yeah. The Aaron Fox, you got Devion Mitchell, you know what I mean? And you had Halliburton, so one of them and has buddy to be expendable. At the time. And Buddy Hill. At the time. And then, you know what I mean? So you bring in a big because Marvin Bagley wasn't playing. So, yeah, they, they, you know they what I mean? Him, they sent him to, you know, Siberia in the NBA. They sent him to Detroit. And, and Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, again, I think you could also call, you know, judge the trade by what the Sixers didn't have to give up. I mean, Thibault and Maxi. Oh yeah, they were off are, the table. Are, mm -hmm. No, no. You know what I mean? So again, you can you can view it like that. 
Um, I mean, yeah, but yeah, losing. And again, hopefully, and you know, I was thinking about this after the trade. Uh, I forgot Seth has two more years on his contract this year and next year. Right. But hopefully, we can get Andre Drummond back in the offseason. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. That you know what I mean? Yeah. And also looking at the James Harden trade, I'm looking at it as a two-year situation. So, because, you know what I mean, the the money long-term, I don't know if it's worth it, depending on how he plays these next two seasons. I'm cool with him opting in after this season. Which he did. But yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I want, I don't, I don't know if it, because the Sixers are going to have to play Maxi in a few years. Right. Um, and then Tobias Harris' contract might still be on the table, or it might be, be you know, I don't know, what, I forgot how many years he has left on that contract. Well, Tobias, um, he's, he's locked in for five years. I think last year was the first year of the deal. So he has this okay, year. And then four I more believe, years. Yeah, yeah, three more years, I believe. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, again, that's that's going to be four max players. Um, because, well, I mean, Tyrese is going to start his, you know, his rookie extension. And then you have to pay Thibault because he's going to be a starter for a minute. So, I don't know if it's worth that. I, you know, I forgot. I think it goes up from 47 to in the 50s and even into yeah. the 60s. So, I don't know if it's. Uh, 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 aging James Harden is worth it. I don't know if everybody's going to be as lucky as, as Phoenix is with Chris Paul. Right, right. I, I don't know if James Harden three, four years from now is going to be the James Harden we've known, you know, all of Houston and then, you know, early on in Brooklyn. Do you think the way your team is constructed right now in the next two years, because that's what we're really talking about this season and next season, do you think you have what it takes to win a championship. Like, do you have everything you feel like, okay, we have the pieces, we can win it? I do. I do. I, I would like, I know, you know, people have been, and I've been looking in the Bleacher Report, um, like, you know, community chats and stuff like that. I think Enos, Enos Cancer or Enos Freedom uh, from uh, yeah. Enos Cancer would be a, um, a buyout candidate. Right. I would love for the Sixers to go, because, I mean, similar to Andre Drummond, just a rebounding machine. Yes. Um, an agitator. Yeah. You know what I mean? An agitator. You know what I mean? So, I think if we stay healthy, I think Joel Embiid, after Kevin Durant, is the is the most unguardable player in the NBA. Um, yeah. James Harden, if if he fits into the scheme and, and is willing to play number two. I mean, because look at what he was with Brooklyn last year. He was and the I don't point know, guard. You know what I mean? The ink, the, huh? He was the point guard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The number, I mean, he could probably average a triple-double. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm wondering if James Harden can come in and, and make the game easier for Matisse Thibault to, to get better shots and start, you know what I mean, being more consistent um, with his three-point shooting, opening up Maxie's game uh, with shooting. Isaiah Joe is a really good shooter um, as well. So maybe, you know what I mean, he could, you know what I mean, some of those shots that Steph, that, um, Steph was taking, can be given to to some of those guys who can just be catching shooters. So I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. Um, hopefully he plays. Um, they talk about he, his first game might be against Boston on Tuesday. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I, I feel like it's definitely going to be interesting um, with the long-term view, but the short-term view, I don't know if y'all can get out the East. I look at it right now and I'm like, you're going to, it's not like you're bringing one small piece to the team you're bringing a big piece and you're hoping he is 1a and 1b or or you know the guy running the show as a point guard um 
I just, I know what James Harden can adjust. I've seen him do it. He'd done it on the fly. He was a point guard. He was a six man turned into the star. Then he went um, to the Eastern Conference with the Brooklyn Nets, was, was told he was going to be the shooting guard and then eventually told, hey, you're going to have to run the show point guard. So I don't have any doubt that he will be able to adjust his game to a Joel Embiid, which will be the best big man he's played with since Dwight Howard. But my thing is, can they win out the East? I don't think y'all better than the Bucks. I'm just letting y'all know right now. Hey, ain't nobody stopping the Greek freak. Ain't nobody except for injury. Then you got, to me, them goons in Miami, my team. They, they, no, they we definitely goons. better than Miami. You are. Yo, we got, we got Bam Bam. We got a butler. We got, we got my boy Tyler Hero. And I ain't talking about no club sandwich. We are good. We, <laughs> they're not beating us four times. We got the pieces. Then you look at yeah. Okay. If Brooklyn is healthy and Kyrie is can play home games, I don't know if y'all beating them, you know, four times because they got Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons will be going against James Harden. Now, can he stop him? Nobody can stop James Harden, but can he agitate him? Yes, he can with that six ten frame. So it'll be very interesting. Right now, do I think y'all can win the chip in the next two years? I mean, it's possible. I mean. <laughs> but will it happen? I don't think so. And then plus, let's just not talk, let's not stop and not talk about the elephant in the room, which is Doc Rivers. He was named one of the top 50, I mean top, he was named one of the top 15 coaches in NBA history. Yet he's led big lead after big lead after big lead after big lead. You remember, y'all let Trey Young and Kevin Herter go into Philadelphia in that insane asylum of fan base and beat y'all in the game seven, y'all were up by what, 25, 26, and lost at home. Then Doc Rivers, before that, he had Paul George, Kawhi Leonard against the Denver Nuggets. Had a 3-1 lead, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get past that. In Orlando, 3-1 lead, couldn't get past that. In Boston, up 10 points in the fourth quarter of a low-scoring game in the NBA Finals and loses that game. Everywhere you turn, Doc Rivers, he not delivering because every single place I look, he blowing lead after lead after lead. So what makes me think that y'all going to play Miami or Brooklyn and or Milwaukee be up 2-0 and not lose that series? Do you have faith in Doc? So Miami and Milwaukee are the biggest threats to us winning the championship. I don't think uh, the Brooklyn, I mean, they got, what, 20, 27 games left to figure that out. They're, they're not a threat until next year. And they're not a very well-coached team. And nobody can guard Joel. And we don't know what Kevin um, Kevin Durant's health is going to look like. And we don't know what uh, Kyrie's situation is. So I don't, I don't count Brooklyn. Miami is very well-disciplined. They're very well-coached. And they are, they can destroy you by committee. Milwaukee has a three-headed monster. They're very well-coached. Um, so I worry about those two teams. Um, I'm, again, I think it all depends on what level of James Harden shows up because him and Joel and B are both unguardable. I don't care what anybody says. I think if they're both playing at the top of their game, nobody can guard either of those players. When it comes to Doc, I do have questions. I think that he has, you know what I mean, choked um, in, 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 in moments as a coach. Um, so I do, I, I think the concerns that you bring are legitimate, especially going up against um, against uh, Eric Spolstra 
um, primarily. And we know uh, Mike Budenholzer, um, he just got over the hump, you know, last year. So, yeah, I mean, no, I think those are legitimate. But I only I only see Miami and, and uh, Milwaukee as possible threats. But, again, Drew Holiday is good. Don't think he can guard. Don't think he can guard um, James Harden. Um, uh, Kevin, I mean, Chris Middleton and Tobias, they'll cancel each other out. And probably Joel and, um, and Giannis will cancel each other out. And then you got Tyrese Maxey, who going to guard him on, on Milwaukee. They just let um, Dante DiVincenzo go, who was one of their best defenders. So, I mean, I think we got the edge there. Miami scares me a little bit. But, uh, them goons, them goons, I'm telling you, them Miami, goons Miami Miami scares me a different. Yeah, I don't think Chicago's ready yet. They still got to grow up um, and go through some things, even though DeMar DeRozan is playing lights out. Um, but yeah, Miami is probably Miami. I mean, and Milwaukee has a, a championship pedigree, but I wonder how hungry Joel and James will be. Um, I hope they're as hungry as Chris Paul and Devin Booker are in the West. I would love to see a Philly uh, Phoenix championship and, uh, you know, I mean, Monty Williams, um, you know, as he was the assistant coach with, you know, the Sixers a couple years ago. This is dumb. I would love to see that matchup. Um, and, I mean, honestly, I would love to see Chris Paul get a ring. So, um, if, if, if we lose to Phoenix this year and win next year, I'll be cool with that. All right. We'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens. I mean, you – you, you fan people, y'all, y'all just not realistic. I don't, I don't get this whole. Thing. I think that's realistic. I think that's realistic. I mean, we'll I see. Say, I, didn't, I, I, I think Miami is a legitimate threat, and Milwaukee is. Other than that, I don't think anybody else can beat us for you. Y'all not being Brooklyn. Brooklyn, the Brooklyn experiment. Y'all not being Okay. Y'all not being You don't even know what Brooklyn team is going to show up. Wait, wait, wait. Let me say this. If they healthy, y'all healthy, y'all, get, y'all losing in six. I'm just letting you know okay. that right now. Y'all losing this. Okay. Ain't nobody being that seven foot monster. Ain't nobody being Kevin Durant. No, mm, no, 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 no. And Kyrie, whether okay. he's immunized or not, if he can play, good night, Irene. I'm just letting, just letting you know. <laughs> letting you know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm, I'm. I, I think I, I, again. If I don't think, I don't think, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because I mean, they're not a well coached team, um, and. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm interested in seeing how Brooklyn comes together. I don't think um they'll they'll gel well enough well enough to beat us four times this year. But y'all have to gel with the new addition as well. But I, oh, I think we'll we'll be fine. All right, we'll, we'll see about that. I do have one question for you. I, now that is is obviously this question is water under the bridge, but seeing how y'all played this season, seeing what y'all ultimately got for. Ben Simmons, because he didn't want to dunk on Trey Young, so he don't want to be in front of that <laughs> crowd. Do you think this was? Do you if if you was Daryl Morey, would you have made this trade, or would you have waited until the summer? Um, I don't know. That's tough, man. I think that's tough. Um, we definitely wouldn't know. I was curious, like, you know, if 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 we go past the trade deadline, would Ben come back? Like that was. I mean, ultimately, number one, I, I would have loved for Ben to come back. Right, right, right. Um, right I think right. I think he's an elite defender. Um, I just wanted him to get better. I think Ben's game has not changed since he got in the NBA. He's mm-hmm. all he was always a good playmaker and he was always a great defender. Yep. He added nothing to his game since he came in. Like Pascal Siakam has, you know what I mean, became Blossom. a, a three. A, Blossom, a, a, yes. a, um, you know what I mean. So his offensive game has has, risen, has, yeah. has, has elevated. Brandon Ingram, you know what I mean? Some of his peers 
as far as offensive talent has has soared past Ben. So that was my only critique of him. Like even if he didn't become a shooter, become a better free throw shooter. Right, so you shoot right, at eighty percent right, right. from the strike. It don't matter if you get fouled. Exactly. So, you, you know what I mean? So um, I don't. I, you know I I don't know. I think. And again, I don't know whatever you know. What I mean, Ben, like you said, he wasn't mentally to play in Philly. Again, I'm curious. And again, that may that may come come up in the playoffs. You know what right, I mean? Exactly. If he comes to Philly, <laughs> if we have a better record than Brooklyn, you know what I mean? And they come to Philly for four out of, four out of seven times. Yeah. How would that impact? Because the fans gonna give it to him. They oh, the you going to March You going to Doomsday? This is gonna be worse than the ball going back to Cleveland <laughs> the first time. It's gonna be bad. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, because Philly fans, man. I don't think so. they're going to play that game. I think they're just not going to let him play that game. I really don't. Hmm. I don't think they're going to let him play that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'm curious as to how that plays out. I mean, of course, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, again, you know, once when, when Bradley got shut down for the season, and then when when, when Portland traded C.J. McCollum, I was like, oh, we get Dane. Like, right, there's right, no right. way Dane wants to stay. No way Dane wants to stay. Um, So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. Again, like I said, it's, it's, I'm just interested in how it all plays out. Um, right. You know what I mean? Both short-term and long-term. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm torn between, you know what I mean, holding holding out and seeing if Ben comes back this season or, you know what I mean, like I said, I would have preferred a Jalen Brown, you know what I mean, Bradley Beal type situation. But Brad, you know, he, he, he shut down for the season. Um, so, I mean, hopefully it works out. You know what I mean, and and Harden doesn't have if if we get twenty two out of Harden, eighteen out of Tobias, eighteen out of Maxi, and you know what I mean, our it. shooters come together. I mean, we got Furkan, we got Isaiah Joe, if Thibel can start knocking down some consistent jumpers, and we get a we get a, a solid. Cause I like Paul Reed, but um, he's a little. I mean, he's undersized. He's six nine. He's not a you know what I mean, an adequate backup for Joel. Right. Um. So I'm curious as to. Um, what we do about that, that backup five spot. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be very interesting to see if they can gel and then more importantly, can they get past the second round? Because Doc Rivers, since that last finals with the Boston Celtics, he's been allergic to the conference finals. He just has. He's just been <laughs> allergic. That, that's He was allergic with them with the Clippers. Oh, I forgot about that one too. 3-1, up 20 in the, th- in the third quarter. James Harden is on the bench and they still lose. But we're not gonna have a talk. We, we I can go on and on and on about Doc Rivers. But I know, I know, I know. We we shall see um moving forward. Hopefully you can get to the I think for this team to meet expectations, they gotta get to the, at least the conference finals. If they get to the conference finals, yeah. I'll be like, okay. But if y'all can't get to the conference finals, it, it was a waste. And then next year, I need y'all to win the like, y- y'all gotta go to the championship. Y'all, y'all at least gotta yeah. get there. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get Andre Drummond back, man. Hopefully right. he is. He was, he, he, was a good yeah. piece. he was a good piece. Yeah, no, nah, he was. I, like I said, I think I'll miss him more than Steph, even though I love Steph's game because James Harden would have took away shots from him anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, so you know, but that Andre Drummond piece, man, he was Joel's best backup uh, yeah. ever um, during his his his, his Joel's um, tenure with the Sixers. So yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, we'll see. I appreciate you coming on um, on the show and uh, talking about this. I know you've been waiting for this saga to end, and now it's over. Now you got James Harden with Joel Embiid, you know, Maxi, Thibel, um, Tobias Harris, and Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is so wrong that he called. 
I just I thought this was just very funny. Doc <laughs> Rivers canceled practice just so he can tell his, you know, say goodbye to his kids because he was there. He was trading his, uh, you know, their daddy. But that's another story for another day. Doc <laughs> you know, Rivers is foul, man. He foul. He he canceled practice just yeah. to say goodbye to his grandkids. And that's a solid lineup, man. Like Tobias Harris, I think he's going to do better. Because he doesn't have to be the second option anymore, or yeah, the third yeah, option. Third, He's literally yeah. going to. He could be the fourth option again. Right, like, you know, right, when right, we right. had Jimmy, when we had Ben, and you know, what I mean, um, Joel with him. So now Joel, James, Maxi, and and Tobias. I'm I'm very interested in in how he how he how he improves his game as well. When now that you know there's less pressure on him. Um, and Thibault, all he got to do is play amazing defense because he's the best defender in the league. Um, I'm telling look, man, him and Ben, I mean, him and Ben, I mean, we had two of the best. Yeah, y'all had the two, and y'all still can't stop Trey Young and Herder, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Trey Young did not dominate us. He didn't dominate y'all, but you allowed Kevin Herder to switch on Steph Curry mid-post, elbow, and just cook him to death. <laughs> and you know that's what happened. That's all they did. They yeah, just found out where Seth was and just cooked him to death. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, Prove Me Wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. That's to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. That's to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out.